Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. When I first heard the news about Kobe, I had gotten a text from a friend and they had sent me the TMZ announcement. And I thought it was a, I thought it can't be true. I thought they were sending it to me to show me fake news. I just couldn't believe that Kobe Bryant was gone. I think that's been the reaction I've heard from just about everybody I've spoken with. That when they first heard it, they just couldn't believe it. The all-star, one of the greatest, if not the greatest basketball player I know I've ever seen. Um, And certainly a stellar gentleman. One of nine people who perished in that horrible helicopter crash that the whole world has known about. And so many of us are still so shocked and saddened and wallowing in grief and mourning. Everybody felt that Kobe was theirs. It is the one time, as of late, I can't even think of anything else that has brought us together like this. Such a polarized nation. There was no polarization with Kobe. You say Kobe, everybody around the world knows who you're talking about. And I just tear up talking about him right now. It's as if, I don't know, it's as if everybody knew him, like he was a member of a family. And he certainly brought us together, and sadly, in, in the news of his death. I uh, went on Facebook, and, um, you know, I remember the last time that I did a podcast like this, Whitney Houston had passed. And everybody was talking about, you know, let's let's have, join the conversation, but there wasn't a conversation. People were just expressing grief, like when Michael Jackson died and when Prince died. I mean, we we have such great reverence for our iconic figures. And um, what do we do when something this tragic happens to them? Well, right now, we're still in shock and mourning. I put on my Facebook page, um, how are you handling your grief today? And I just said, you know, I, I, I'm, I can't get through the day without crying about five times. And I don't know anybody who's not been touched so deeply by the loss of Kobe and Gigi and all the other beautiful people on board that flight. Ah, so I said, how are you dealing with mourning? Um, A lot of my friends said they're just crying, um, that it brings up even sadder situations for them as they remember their own families who have passed. Can't stop crying, says Kimberly. Donna says it's hard. I read some nice comments about the pilot and other families. I take small comfort in knowing that those three young girls were with their parents when this happened, though I wish it hadn't. Allie says, this is a hard one. Sigh. Very sad, says Frank. 
This is so tragic, says Eleanor, when I see him and his daughter, when I think of the wife and daughters. Just so sad. And the more we hear about the news, I think the more somber and reflective we become. George says he's reflecting on the most important things in life, not the baseless, trivial things, to value God, family, friends, and people in general who are essential to my life, he says. It's been a horrible, somber day at work, says Jana. I'm shocked but not devastated, says Terry. I'm working through it, says Michelle. Woo, how do we do this? Dealing with this heart-wrenching pain from someone that we really didn't know but held so deeply in our hearts. Well, my guest today, Dr. Jeff Gardier, who I hold very dear. He's not only a good friend, but a good colleague. I turn to him when emotional things like this happen. As a psychologist, he's called America's psychologist. He's going to help us deal with our grief. How do we deal with grief, mourning, and loss of someone who has been so influential in so many lives, who was so good? How do we deal with the grief? Let's talk about that. I think that's something worth talking about today on Rolanda On Demand. It's road time. Welcome to Rolanda On Demand. I love my podcast because we not only tackle the tough issues of the day, but we deal with hot topics, celebrity interviews, and information that can help you in your business or relationships. This is Rolanda On Demand. Let me break down who Dr. Jeff is. And I know you guys have seen Dr. Jeff on VH1's Dad's Camp and also as the psychologist on the Housewives of Atlanta. Talk about emotions. <laughs> He's also the aftercare coordinator and psychologist for Lauren Lake's Paternity Court. And um, like I said, just one of my favorite people and an all-round good guy who's going to help us get through this murky uh, time called mourning and grief and what would you do? Let me tell you about Dr. Jeff's background. He's the most widely sought after expert in the field of mental health, in addition to having a private practice in Manhattan. He is an associate professor and course director of behavioral medicine at Turo College in um, osteopathic medicine in New York City. Dr. Jeff also is an ordained interfaith minister, which I did not know, Dr. Jeff. I didn't know this about you. Uh, with a doctorate in divinity from the new seminary. Well, instead of having my uh, midnight, um, my uh, uh, midlife crisis, uh, <laughs> I instead uh, decided to, instead of following the uh, convertible and a mistress, I decided to follow Jesus. That's crazy. I, I just didn't know that. But now it's all making sense. Yeah. And, and maybe that's why spirit led me to call you to help us get through this. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Jeff, like I said, is known as America's psychologist. He is a prolific author. He's got four books. And um, I'm going to tell you, he helps everybody. He's on the Today Show. He's on CNN. He was even on the Rolanda Show back in the day. And, you know, and people do. We we count on you. We we call on you when we need to make sense of craziness. Um, I'm just going to ask you up front, what was your reaction when you first heard the news um, and then the news that just kept unfolding and unfolding? And I think that's where where so many of us got hit so many times with grief. Um, What what was your first reaction when you heard this news? 
I, I was in total shock like everyone else. Uh, I remember uh, bringing the cell phone up, uh, looking at CNN that said Kobe Bryant was dead. I showed it to her. She was about to take a nap with the babies. She was in shock. She started crying. Uh, my kids called me. They were crying. My good friend, Ron, who you may know, I won't mention his last name here. Uh, he was calling me. He was crying. Uh, I think, you know, what, what we're experiencing here, Ro, is a situation of someone, not only an incredible, legendary basketball player, but knowing someone who was taken in their youth, uh, in their 40s, before they really got to celebrate everything they had earned. Uh, a father uh, who died along with his daughter, Gigi, uh, who uh, there were other, you know, another child on the plane, I understand, other uh, in the, on the helicopter, other people on the helicopter. So a massive loss of life. But people really got to know Kobe Bryant in a way that perhaps they didn't get to know some of the other basketball greats. Because we're talking about someone who was in the media coming right out of high school, right into the NBA. And there were others who had done it before him, but this was a person who had such charisma and you could identify with, and you actually saw him grow up from this young whippersnapper, one of your, one yeah. of your terms, <laughs> coming, you know, struggling in his first year, a little bit in the NBA, to becoming a great player, um, to now being matched with some of the ones who were before him as far as greatness, and then finally to becoming this very wise man who mm. would call other NBA, in his retirement, would call other NBA players, would call NFL players, other people in his community to offer words of wisdom because he had been through it, but he was there to help people. And there's right. you know, what a legacy. And that, that's it. That is that is true. You know, it was the work ethic. It was the dream come true. It was him living in Italy. It was even with the mistakes that he made that were so public. You know, we got to see a human being, but he sure snapped back to being the one of the world's greatest dads and a great husband. And and it was just the beginning and watching him with this daughter. And yes, there were families like that just so many members wiped out in that in the crash. But I think that these are things that that you know we get so attached. I always say that America's greatest resource isn't wheat grain and oil. It's celebrities and it's yeah. movie stars and celebrities. And we get so attached with it. Well, you know, you work with them and we, you see how people get so attached and emotionally involved. I mean, there were people who were crying. Some people were saying, I'm more upset over this than my own family members, you know, but I also um, want to know what does, how do we process that when we're bombarded with it on the news, there's going to be, there's so many people involved that it's going to keep coming and the investigation is still going on. So right. how do we deal with it day to day? And, and we've got the stress of our own lives. Well, I think we have to go through the process of grieving. I know we have to go through the process of grieving. And of course it, it starts with the shock of the situation. Sometimes it then goes to the denial. Well, this really can't be. As a matter of fact, I heard many of the um, you know, sports announcers, uh, they were in complete disbelief. They said that it took them a little while to actually be able to accept that something really did happen, that he really was dead. And then it comes to, you know, at that point, 
uh, how do we deal with this grief? And I think that's where most of us are, because at some point, we will begin to celebrate who this person is. And as you alluded to, yes, there were some mistakes, big mistakes, things that happened that we, it's not the time to go into now, and people will go into that. Um, but certainly, we will get to a point of perhaps being able to celebrate all of the things that he did, not so much on the court, but after the retirement, when he matured to be the person that we finally got to see him be. And, mm -hmm. and you know, in some ways, that's a gift to see someone going from that infancy right up until the time that they now are have to go to the other side. Well, you know, that's what they always say. It's that dash, you know, that day we were born, that year we were born, the dash and the year that we expire, that dash is what means so much. And boy, what he did with his dash. I mean, yeah. talk about a legacy and, and just, le and I think that that's the thing that I know helps me because when I first heard it, somebody texted it to me and I said, how dare they do this? And I said, well, maybe they sent it, it was from TMZ. And I said, well, maybe, I said, well, TMZ had said, you know, had said, said Dr. Maya Angelou was dead before that. And I said, well, maybe this was a mistake or maybe they're telling me that here was another mistake or whatever. I didn't know. I just said, this can't be. And it took me forever to, to really wrap my head around it. And also being very careful about what to post as well. There was, you know. I, I, some, I, certainly because there, 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 there is controversy again. You know, uh, you know, I, I know that will be brought up at some point, um, mm -hmm. but uh, I think what you post, uh, because you don't want it to look like you are exploiting or bringing in followers or what have you, because mm -hmm. there's this psychological tendency when a celebrity is dead, unfortunately, you want, not you, of course, mm -hmm. but we as individuals want to be the first one to tell somebody else to, to share in that shock, there's a right. shock. Well, there. listen, as a journalist, as a news person, I get it. I totally get it. And, I, and I said, I said to my wife uh, yesterday, I, you know, I, I said, someone's going to sell a lot of newspapers tomorrow. Yep. You know? And, you know, the, the, unfortunately, you know, that's what media is about. You know, I, as a news person, um, you know, there was a lot of footage going around. And I, my first instinct was to put it up and I had to, I had to change my mind because I said, number one, it's too soon. People are too sensitive. It's just not the family, everybody. It's too soon. I mean, even in situations like this, when I remember in the news business, when there was an airplane crash, they would yank all of the airplane commercials. It's just too soon. And so that's being sensitive of our fellow man because so many people are in grieving. I mean, even grown men who don't cry are crying like babies. Yes, I mean, and so how do we as women handle our men who are really, they don't show emotion, but they're crying over this one. This is one that's hit the guys. And so how do you deal with your man who's in mourning? Um, I, I think the best, and you are so right, uh, there are many men who are crying, many of them calling me who are crying. And I think this is an opportunity to um, perhaps seize that kind of a situation and let them know that it's absolutely okay to cry, to mourn, to miss this person who they saw as a god or a demigod. Uh, because too often as men, we don't cry and we don't show emotions and we don't show feelings, but also ask them 
what it is about Kobe and his death that is bringing those tears. And mm. inevitably you will hear, it wasn't that he was such a great sports hero. It was that he was an accomplished black man. Mm -hmm. It was that he was a role model to people in all communities, not just black communities, mm -hmm. back to his community that we know of in California, but also that he was a husband. Yeah. And father, I believe of four daughters at the time. Mm -hmm. And so what, you know, not being there for them, losing one of his daughters. Of course, we mourn everyone else who was killed on that helicopter. Mm -hmm. um, but also what his wife, Vanessa, now must go through, what those girls must go through. Oh, I just can't imagine. You know, it's just, I was reading, Jan LeVenzant was out uh, tweeting and she was just saying to the press, she was like, please don't go to the, these people's house. Please just give them a moment. And I think that, you know, the friendships that, that Kobe um, established so deeply uh, are being shown also. We're seeing such a, such a tender side of humanity during this, but you certainly want prayers up and all of us need to put some good energy out for that fam all those families because they are just devastated. What do we say to our children, Dr. Jeff? And we're talking to Je Dr. Jeff Gardier today, a very dear friend, but also uh, America's psychologist, that's what he is called. And uh, you see him on everything from the uh, Housewives of Atlanta to how to be a good, he, he teaches people how to be a good dad, how to deal with cops. Uh, how to be, how to deal with relationships, abuse, anything, you know, he's got it. And I just wanted him to come on and help talk with us about mourning and grief and that it's a natural thing to do. It's just so overwhelming right now. And of course, when you've got children who were involved in this, what do we say to kids? How do we, how do we take this? And I don't know if you make it an educable moment about life and how, ten, you know, fragile it is. Yeah. What are the lessons that we teach our children from this tragedy when this is something we usually try to keep away, you know, keep them away from? Well, uh, I think for the older kids, uh, it's really important that we listen to what it is that they have to say, what it is that they're thinking. And you're right. It is uh, um, an educable, as you said, moment <laughs> uh, to teach them uh, that it's not so much about how you die, but really mm. how you live. Great. How important important it is to live with integrity, to live with honesty, to give back to your community, to be kind to other people. Bro, we've lost a lot of those values in this political environment that we're in. Yes, we have. People from both aisles, Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, straight, gay, you name it, everyone has come together over this. And oh. there is something that can unify us because that's what makes our nation great. But our children are our future, as trite as it sounds. And that's why it's important to listen to what they are feeling, because they are identifying with Kobe more than they've identified probably with any other basketball player. And it's amazing what you what you brought out too. And I want us to really keep this in mind as we go forward and, and heal, is that you know all lines, are gone when it comes to COVID. I mean, gender, race, like just you said, everybody, Republican, we did, we did, we were no longer polarized for one yeah. second. And then for it to be in on Grammy night, you yeah. know, music bringing us together in Kobe's yeah. space. I mean, it's just, it's just bizarre. I guess people say God works in mysterious ways and sometimes he doesn't. Um, 
but I think these are things that. But I, I think if you, if you, if you, while I was looking at a lot of tape of, of Kobe after his death, um, he seemed to me to be so at peace, so now in this persona of being a wiser individual and giving good advice, seeming more of a family man than he ever was before, um, seemed to resign himself in, in a positive way of now just caring for his wife and his children and not living a life that maybe a lot of other people have lived with celebrity like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that really was a, a wonderful, wonderful way uh, to be remembered. And you look at his grace. It reminds me a lot and his style. It reminds me of President Obama mm -hmm. you know, when he was in the public eye all the time. Nothing yeah. about hate, nothing about anger, not making fun of anyone. And that is sorely missing in our society today. So this is a way I think we can celebrate uh, the late, great Kobe Bryant by looking at his humanity, his style and grace in dealing with humanity. That's something we can um, look up to and live up to. That's right, that's right. He certainly left us a legacy to live up to. You're right, and to live by. Dr. Jeff, thank you so very much. Anything that you want to talk about? I know you've got four books. I know that you are open to therapy, group therapy sessions. You can go to Dr. Jeff Gardere, G-A-R-D-E-R-E, -E, and uh, go to his website and check it out. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I, I just want to let everyone know that you and I have known each other for a very long time. And when it comes to humanity, and I know it's not about us now, but I just want to let everyone know that I cherish the friendship that we've had over the years. And we've gotten to know each other even more yeah. uh, as time has gone by. Uh, as we mature, it's great to be able to look at someone and say, this is a person who's steady, who's there. And I'm so glad that you are a friend. And I'm <laughs> glad together that we are talking about Kobe and mourning Kobe and helping the people that we know get through this thing with Kobe. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I love you. I appreciate you. You know how we love to help people, especially when times are in need. And so, you know, I was reaching out to you and hopefully somebody who is listening is feeling a bit better or at least knows they're not alone because we're all just aching so badly. I'll start crying right now all over again, but I just can't thank you enough. And um, let's, you. let's carry it on. Absolutely. And God bless Vanessa and the children and yeah. his family and friends and all of those who will have to deal with his absence, but he will always live on in our hearts and minds. He is now immortal. That's right. That's right. You're listening to Rolanda On Demand, and I'll be right back with some final thoughts right after this. C-Suite Radio. Hey, just want to remind you to please follow me in social media at Rolanda Watts. That's R-O-L-O-N-D-A. W-A-T-T-S. I'm at Rolanda Watts on IG and Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And also check out the Rolanda Watts YouTube channel, where you can catch some old Rolanda shows and some new comedy stuff. And also you can see this interview and you can actually see us on YouTube. So check it out. I just want to say how thankful I am to Dr. Jeff Gardier, who came in and just I guess the best thing to know is that you're not alone. And I think the most important thing that came out of our conversation was how much we can emulate and appreciate 
someone like Kobe Bryant. And the other people who were on that flight need to be remembered as well. As Dr. Gardier said, it's not how we die, it's how we live. And Kobe certainly lived a stellar life. Yes, he was human, he had his mistakes, but overall, what a grand human being he was. He touched us all. Let's keep those good thoughts in mind as we go forward. It's normal and natural to mourn and grieve, but to appreciate one's life and how much he helped so many people, his legacy will continue. Would we all be so blessed to touch so many lives with this short fleeting dash that we have? Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening to Rolanda On Demand. Share it with a friend. Now go out there and do something good. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.